Welcome back to another episode of the Vision Driven Mom podcast. I am so glad that you're here. Now, I know you've heard me say this week after week, but it really warms my heart that you keep coming back to these conversations and that you are finding as much value in them as I do. These incredible women that I get to meet here are an example that we are all resourced, we are supported, and that anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Now, I think you're really going to love this next conversation, but before I introduce her, did you know that the Vision Driven Mom movement is underway? Yes, moms are finally moving. We are a collective of like-minded moms moving our bodies and our lives forward, moving our bodies forward with a vision walk, which is phase one of the movement, and moving our lives forward with a life vision, which is what you'll be guided through during the vision walk. It's truly a win-win. Now consider this your personal invitation to join the Vision Driven Mom movement. You can find us in the Vision Driven Moms Facebook group or go to visiondrivenmomwalk.com for the free Vision Walk audio guide. And we cannot wait to welcome you with open arms. Now, my next guest is an expert when it comes to money, and she is a shining example that your money story can change, you can become confident, and that it doesn't have to be hard. Jennifer Sapel is the founder of Utor Wealth LLC, a chartered financial consultant, a wealth management certified professional, and a financial advisor. She is also a recovering type A, mother of two littles under four, caregiver to an extraordinary niece, poet, cyclist, and business owner. Like you, underneath all the labels, she's just a human trying to both experience the best of what life has to offer, and make her corner of the world a little bit better in doing so. She founded Utor after 15 years with a big company because she was tired of all the extra words and meetings, case studies that didn't resonate and tiptoeing around big egos. Whether dress size or college saving strategy, you don't have to fit into any one size fits all box. There are many paths to success and you just need a little help to find the right fit for you. It's never too late to start confidently using, investing, and enjoying your hard-earned money. So you can join her at utorwealth.com. Enjoy the show. This is the Vision Driven Mom podcast, and I'm your host, Tracy Nolan Bierman. For moms, by moms who believe that anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Each week, you'll hear firsthand relatable stories from moms that have journeyed through motherhood, from fear, loss, and heartbreak, to healing, empowerment, and success. Motherhood is truly the journey of a lifetime, so let's enjoy the ride together. Well, welcome, Jen. I am so excited to have you here today. Uh, Well, thank you, Tracy. I'm excited to be here today. All right. I cannot wait to dig in. But first, can you tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to be doing what you're doing now? Sure. Yeah, it's it's, um, you know, like all of us, kind of a fun story. I and not so fun. Um, (laughs) The defining moments for me to be a financial professional really come from having grown up in a household where there was a life before divorce and a very different life post-divorce. Mm. Um, and pre-divorce, I would say we were up, upper middle class and um, I don't remember ever feeling insecure. I don't remember the topic of money ever coming up, right? And that mm. might have been age, um, right. but there was definitely a different sense of security in the house. And after my parents' divorce, I was 10. Um 
life was very different. We lived with our mother and she was, she, it took her a long time to find her own financial security. So money, the subject of money in our house was always very um, intense and stressful and fearful. Uh, the the most common language around money was we can't afford it. Mm, right. Uh, money doesn't grow on trees. Um, do you think I'm made of money? You know, things like that. So it was a very just scary topic. Right. Uh, and I'm a firstborn and I'm, I've always been pretty confident and bold in my um, in my choices and, and endeavors. And so I was the kind of kid who ran towards things that right. may have been scary. So I made a very conscious decision when I was young that I was like, well, I'm just not going to live this way. Like, it seems like there could be a better option. Um, and my dad very much encouraged entrepreneurship. So mm -hmm. in college, I was working part time at a gym and they had asked me if i wanted to manage the place full time and i said sure so i got you know full-time job that i love that had great benefits and one day a member of the gym said to me are you gonna do this forever and i must have mm. been 22 at the time he's like what are your career plans and i told him i'm gonna make the owner an offer on this place i think he'll sell it to me on an owner contract i think that i could make this place better i have lots of ideas um and he was very surprised by the answer so he said well have you ever considered doing what i do and i knew that he was a financial planner but i had mm. no idea what that meant right uh what i pictured was like he was sitting at a desk and crunching numbers all day and so i said to him that sounds really boring so probably not then he's like <laughs> why don't we go <laughs> why don't we go to lunch like i you know 22 very active i love people um, I loved the members at the gym. I, we got like Christmas cards that said, you changed my life. You know, mm, it was a very, right. but I was working for somebody else, which wasn't the ultimate goal, but he convinced me to have lunch with him. And at lunch, the thing that changed my mind was that he said, what we do is we show people what's possible financially. So, oh. yeah. So think about, yeah. And that, as you can imagine, struck a nerve with me. Yeah. And then he, he got a little bit more specific and said, we show families how to fund college for their kids. And then mm -hmm. guess what? We get invitations to college graduation. It's like, it's a pretty cool thing. And I was oh, like, okay, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm sold. So right. where do I, where do I apply? Um, that was 17 years ago. Um, and here we are. All right. I love that. I love that story. And that, and you know what I love the most is that show people what's possible financially. I mean, this is a, this is a podcast about a possibility, right? Mm -hmm. And that, and, and I, I love, there are so many things about that story, um, about your journey that I'd love to unpack if you don't mind. Please. Yeah. So I love that you, so what, what we know is, you know, we all have our money story. Mm -hmm. And it starts in childhood with those patterning, the patterning of, you know, we can't afford it. 
money doesn't grow on trees. It's too expensive. And that gets like that, that, that runs really deep grooves in our minds Mm -hmm. for a lot of us. And you know, this, because this is what you do. Like you're helping people to see what's possible. We have this, we come into adulthood with those same, like money doesn't grow on trees. It's going to be hard. I, you know, I'm, you know, it's them and me or them and us. And it's really interesting. So you are a possibility that you can that you can change that paradigm. You can change that that dynamic. You change the legacy, right? Going forward, because your kids are not going to experience this. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And it's not easy work, but I yeah. I think a lot of times, and this is, you know, part of the work that I do with clients is, you know, we don't sit down and think about what what are our money beliefs? What is our money story? And parents are a huge influence, um, but there are a lot of other influences too. Uh, There was a a bank, a a woman-owned bank in the UK that did a study about what media messages around money were like for men and what they were like for women. Hmm, Interesting. Very different. Right. So the majority of media messages around money for women are telling them that they're frivolous with money and that they need to scrimp and save. Yeah. And that they need to budget. And that's the focus. Like 90% of the articles geared towards women were essentially telling them they're bad with money. Here's how you can be better with money. Wow. Uh, The articles geared for men were telling them how to invest. Look at this Mm. great investment. Look what this will do for you. Um, Even cars, like even a car purchase for men was like, this will level you up right at work or right right, in status um for the next you know for your next big thing so um yeah i do i think you've you've really hit on some really important points and that is a great place to start if you have any of your any of your listeners who who can relate to what are the beliefs and the tracks in our minds around money are they something that you built are they intentional Mm -hmm. um right or have you just absorbed messages from other places right that default um that default place right i'm just gonna default to what i know rather than and i love that i love that you said that you are you've always gone forward like you're a little more daring than other people and you you and not everybody is like that but we don't have to it doesn't have to be painful. And I would love for you to go into that. And I, I, um, you had a, um, a video on your website that I watched and I loved every single bit of it. And I love the part about that, about money as, um, and, and being good with money is a practice. Can you talk about that? Can you dig into that? Cause I think that is super important. Like we don't, you know, we can do little by little, we can yeah. do like with everything, right? We, we yeah. the more we make it a practice, the easier it becomes. Can you speak into that? Yes, I would love to. So becoming a mother is really what gave me that epiphany, mm-hmm. um, right? I think all of us as moms can relate to watching our kids brush their teeth, yeah. right? And when they're first learning how to brush their teeth, it is so awkward yep. <laughs> or even like, even like you write utensils, right? Like why in the world are you holding it that way? And like, right. that looks really uncomfortable, like, you know, but we know as mothers, you have to let them do that for a while. And the more that 
they use the toothbrush, the more that they use the spoon or the fork, um, the better they're going to get at it. And uh, it's easy for us to forget that, <laughs> right, we were there at some point. Yeah. Um, I think same, I like using, you know, driving a car as an adult analogy. Mm -hmm. I, even as a daring and, you know, pretty confident kid, getting into a car for the first time or the first couple of times and learning how to drive was terrifying. Right. Um, and now I get into a car without any hesitation, right, mm -hmm. or fear. That's only because I have years and years of experience driving. So um, I, I have broken down money into five skills. There are five skill sets around money. Um, earn, save, invest, give, mm -hmm. and spend. And spend. Perfect. I love that you include spend in there too, because I think sometimes we tend to think, oh, well, I can't spend anything because I have to be, I have to be um, investing or I have to be doing it this way. And I love that because we have to, right? We can't just be machines. Yeah. And that's what it's for money. Yeah. Like it's, it's for all of those things. Right. But it's a tool for you to live a life that you enjoy. Right. Um, and so what I want, like my whole business is what I want for all women is that they make confident financial decisions that includes spending that they mm -hmm. spend with confidence. Right. Right. Yeah. I love that. And I think, um, I think you mentioned too, the, um, the, uh, the kind of deciding, you know, the, the, um, the, where do I want to spend? Like, how do I want to use that, the money? Am I going to, I mean, I, I think you talked about the future you, and I loved about yeah. I loved that. Like, like, and I love that idea too. I'm all about like self-care and self-love and, and, and I feel like that is, that's a gift, right? That we can look back on and say, thank you so much to my younger self. Can you speak into that a little bit? Cause I thought oh, that man. was beautiful. Yeah. Well, you hit, you hit something, I would say, you know, a very large percentage of the people we work with will say something to us like, I wish I would have met you five years ago. I wish I would have met you right. 10 years Right. Um, the first financial decision that anyone should make, uh, if, if you're in a position where you're not financially confident, you're like, how do I become confident? Mm -hmm. uh, it's very, it could be very overwhelming. Right? <laughs> right. I have right. no idea where to start. There's lots of decisions to make. The first decision to make is of your income, what percent of it do you want to use to enjoy today? And what percent of it do you want to put away for your future self? I love that exercise. It's so simple, right? But it's, I don't, I think it's something that, that most of us don't really think about, right? right? That, oh, this is for me to enjoy today. I think, I think sometimes, um, you know, we're, we're in the process of moving, moving our, um, our investments, Mm -hmm. um somewhere else at the moment right and and when we tend to look at the money as our investment and, and like that's retirement like that's way off mm -hmm. and i love the i love the thinking about it as am i going what am i going to enjoy now mm -hmm. and what am i going to enjoy rather than oh my gosh do i have enough money for retirement you know like that that panic right. and i know there are a lot of a lot of uh, financial people out there that are sending people into hysterics right <laughs> that you don't have enough money yeah <laughs> you know? yeah yeah 
Um, well, I, our, the financial services industry doesn't help with that. The, the industry tends to be product driven. Right. Oh, I love that. Um, so what you're hearing from most, most financial sources, what you're hearing are things like, you know, the smaller tactical decisions like, oh, should you invest in an IRA or a Roth IRA? Should you uh, buy real estate or should you buy stocks? Right. Those are important decisions, um, but they're the smaller tactical decisions. Before you get into those more tactical decisions, you should start with the strategic decisions. Mm. And there's no right or wrong answer. And I think that's something that gets missed in financial services again a lot because we're an industry that quantifies everything. Right? <laughs> like I can tell you what will give you a big bigger yield either today or tomorrow in hard numbers just because that's true doesn't mean that's the right answer for you. Right, 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 right. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. And I, I, I just, Jen, you, you, you make money, you break it down and make it sound so much more simple and so much, so much less scary. Mm. <laughs> thank you. So thank like, that's my, that's my like mission. Oh, good. Good. Well, I'm glad because it comes across, it really comes across that it's, you're, you're kind of helping us to, to retrain our brains like you did with your, you know, your old money story. And then you retrained your brain, you know, you retrained your brain that, that no, I can do this and money isn't hard and money you know, money. Well, I mean, it does kind of grow on trees, doesn't it? I don't even know if it's made. It kind of does. It really right. kind of does. Right. Um, and you're and and uh, if we're mom, if we're moms, right? We know yeah. that as, as mothers, there's really only two or three things we have to get right as moms. Yep. Like the rest of the things, <laughs> we just gotta let it go. Yeah. Right. right. Exactly. Um, but if you get the big important things right, then, you know, the little stuff isn't going to matter as much. Mm. Um, and that is also true with money, right? Just get the few big things right. Um, and don't don't sweat every single decision, because frankly, if you're a woman in America during a pandemic, you don't have time and capacity to sweat the small stuff. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. And that's true, right? Okay, so if you get the big things right, then the little things aren't then we don't have to sweat sweat the small stuff. That's beautiful. beautiful. Your energy is better spent elsewhere. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Energy so spent on on investing in yourself and your health and your kids and all of those things, and not sweating about all the you know the tiny details. Yeah. Exactly. I love that. Now, um, so you mentioned you, you mentioned also about how you feel about your finances affects how you feel. And mm -hmm. you, you mentioned something in your, in your video about, um, about, um, you know, like just not being able to sleep or so I can't remember what exactly you said, but, but, um, but, you know, we tend to be scared. Um, some of us, and I'm, I am, I'm one with money story too. I know exactly where it comes from. I, I, I can pinpoint exactly, um, where it comes from and I, and I see it and I hear the messages, you know, I've, I've kind of been like the fly on the wall, like, Oh, okay. I really, really get that. Um, and, and spent a lot of my life being fearful and we didn't, it, it's not that we didn't have money. It's just mm -hmm. that the messages that we were, we were receiving as kids was 
scary. Like you got to be secure and you got to have this and you got to do this and you got to do it this right way and money doesn't grow on trees and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So, so can you speak into a little bit about when you feel better about your financial situation, how you feel better overall? Because I'm a vibe coach and, you know, like we don't need those, those, um, those extra, you know, we don't need to be worrying about money when there's, there, there's a lot of beauty out there and we can practice and get better at it. Yes. Um, a couple things come to mind. Um, first, uh, what I think I say in the video, at least to the effect is, um, you, if you're worrying about money, you're not bringing your whole and best self mm. to life, right? right? To your, your business, to your job, to your relationships, um, in the financial world, we use the term drag. So, mm -hmm. uh, uh, there's a financial drag. If you're paying too much in fees on your investments, right? It's weighing down your investment and your investment isn't going to perform as well. Same with taxes, right? If you're paying more taxes than, than necessary, right? It's going to drag on your overall return. Mm -hmm. um, and so I would say that just, you know, kind of about life energy. If there's always this underlying stress or worry about money, um, then there's going to be a drag on the rest of how you show up in life. Um, and again, that's like why, why my business exists is so that women are not, they can bring their whole selves, right? If, if you're right. feeling that, that drag, um, let's eliminate it. So you can bring your whole self to important parts of life. Mm. The other thing, the other thing that you, that you, um, brought to mind, Tracy, is that it's okay to be fearful. Yeah. Um, but let's separate fear let's recognize it and separate fear from discomfort mm -hmm. right that's beautiful i love that yes uh yeah not not very many good things i mean fear is super super useful i don't have you read burnout by emily and amelia nagoski no not yet okay they're amazing um i love that book and i just love the those two women they both have phds in different arenas and they've they've collaborated on a couple um amazing pieces but emily talks a lot about um how we're how our biology is wired for fear and that was really useful in the wild right um in our lives today it's not as useful fear is really you i can't think of and maybe you can help me think of um i can't think of a good financial decision that comes from fear no and that's true like i no good decisions come mm -hmm. come from that energy because that that's a low so i i in my work i talk about the the uh the emotional scale right and that fear is really low we don't ever want to make decisions out of fear or anxiety or frustration like mm -hmm. we want to bring our before we before we sign or make any big decisions we want to bring ourselves up we want to bring ourselves up on yes. that scale and yeah. when, what i see when it comes to fear and money is that people like our, our biological response to fear is fight flight or freeze right? right what i see financially is freeze so i see a lot of people mm. putting their heads in the sand right and making no decisions because they're fearful right. um it can show up it can show up in other ways but i think 
separating out fear from discomfort is really important. I love that. And when you find yourself fearful, I think, you know, a resource like you is amazing, right? How do we transform this, right? How do we get out of this fear mode? Um, and then when it comes to discomfort, like leaning in to discomfort, but not pain, <laughs> yep. Oh my gosh, you were speaking my language, Jen. Yeah, yeah we're vibing. We're vibing. <laughs> um, right. If there's a scale of one to 10, you know, really beautiful things happen at six or seven, right? Mm -hmm. And like, be beyond my comfort zone, but not so painful that I can I can't sustain this. Well, then it, when it sends your 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 nervous system into that fight or flight, right? The, fear, the fight yeah. flight. Yeah, when we that's and you know, so I use this analogy in my work, um, kind of um, uh, comparing uh, living a vision driven life, which is what I teach mm -hmm. to um, taking your yoga off the mat, right? Mm -hmm. When you're on the mat in yoga, you are, you know, you are encouraged to stretch out of your comfort zone, but not into the pain. And mm -hmm. we can bring that into life too, and into money. Mm -hmm. You can stretch. So it's like, ooh, but not where your nervous system, you know, yeah. where you're like freaking out, right? Because yeah. that's not the right place. I love, I love that. that. But we have to be, we kind of have to, but it takes a, an, a certain amount of self-awareness to, to yeah. be able to feel that in your body. Where am I? Am I just a little just uncomfortable? And that's mm -hmm. good. The discomfort is good because it's, that's where we grow, right? And in money as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna start using that too, right? Because in yoga, you're breathing into discomfort, right? right? And if you get to a point where you can't breathe, if you're like holding your breath, right? We know you've gone too far. Yeah. Um, yep. And I would say the same same with financial decisions. If you got if you've gotten to a point where your your breath is short and shallow, right? We've gone too far. Right. Right, right. Oh, I love that. I like, yeah, Jen, I knew, I knew that we were, I was going to really enjoy this conversation today. I just had this feeling. Um, but so, and I love, I love, again, we talked about the um, taking care of the future you, and I love that. It's like a beautiful gift to yourself, to the future you. It you know, really it, is. It's a component of self-care. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that too, that, that idea that money and the practices that you put in place mm -hmm. that is self-care it's part of self-care it's not separate right mm -hmm. it's not like many because i think i think a lot of times we compartmentalize um money it's over here my finances are over here i'm here mm -hmm. my finances are over here they're like they're in a they're in a locked closet or something mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. but um but yeah so in and um and you talk to about um about small daily habits so can you tell us a little bit about little things that we can do the practices that we can put into place um so that you know and, and i'm all about you know the baby steps will take you up mount everest so you take those little baby steps again we're not going into that you know into that that um that uh pain the painful place mm -hmm. but if we take little tiny steps then we're mm -hmm. we get to our goals well if we if we look at it from the perspective of self-care mm -hmm. money is one of those only areas of life that we can automate mm, right um and i like the joke that i use because i'm like meal planning for me is like my worst nightmare hey just... me too <laughs> <laughs> all right there like, with you 
<laughs> like, why every day do I have to decide again right. <laughs> what we're going to eat for breakfast, right. for lunch, and for dinner? That is it's not just... something you can automate. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, we've we've done as much as we can in that we subscribe to one of the the food delivery services, right. um, and that way, like, right, I'm not picking a menu. All the ingredients come to our door. So I have automated that to the extent that I can. <laughs> right, right. You still have to chop the vegetables. We do, we just, I've done this several times. I just, I, we just ate the, our last meals a couple of weeks ago. My husband and I are like, I don't know. I don't know. Are we going to keep doing this? Anyway, yes, you can automate that to an extent, but you still have to chop the vegetables. Yep. You still have to cook yep. the food. <laughs> like, yep. But you're right. I don't have to think about it. I just need I to go decide which one of these am I going to cook tonight, right? That's yep. all I have to decide. Yep. <laughs> uh, yep. With money, it can be even easier with that. Right. So right. Uh, as I mentioned before, the uh, first decision to make is what percent of my income do I want to enjoy today? Mm -hmm. And what percent do I want to put away for my future self? Right. I, I, I think a healthy balance, right? Because everything everything has a pro and a con and, and healthy balance. There are some people who really love the idea and there was a whole movement um, called the FIRE movement, Financial Independence Retire Early, where people were living on, they were only spending 30% of their income oh, and they were wow. saving or investing 70. Yeah, <laughs> some, wow. some wow. even less. Like there were, there's some like the extreme side of that were people that, you know, they were renting rooms out of basements. They were eating rice and beans, right? They were like no, literally, no. I know. Yeah, that's not me either. <laughs> no, no, thank you. <laughs> but, but I don't, right. But I'm, if that's, if that, if that's how you enjoy today and you get more enjoyment out of putting 70% of your income towards your future self, then like, you know, I think that's wonderful. Right. The other end of the spectrum, um, in terms of like a safe, safe place to be is spend 80% of your money um, on yourself today and put 20% towards your future self. Mm -hmm. um, and in that 80%, you know, for the people who, who um, are a little, people who are curious, uh, that includes taxes. So I'm talking about your gross income. Mm -hmm. So in right. that 80%, you're also paying taxes. That means if you make $100,000 a year, $20,000 is being saved or invested for your future self so okay. healthy okay. is somewhere in that range right okay. and right. you can you can pick your own numbers most of us because nobody has ever told us how much should we be saving or investing for our future selves now you've been told 20 percent. the first thing to do is find out where are you today so again for example if you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year and you're putting 10 percent away into your 401k but you're not saving or investing anywhere else, then we know that's your starting point. You're at 10%. Right. And right. I suggest you go from 10 to 20%. Mm -hmm. So the easy thing, you know, the easy button or the automation for this is just increase your 401k contribution by 1% mm -hmm. and do it once a month, do it mm. once a quarter, do it once a year, do it at whatever increment is comfortable for you. Right. In that, go, go back that. to, go back to like it could be a little bit of a stretch but it shouldn't be painful right right i love that uh, and that's doable right i mean because because the the tendency is to go oh well jen just said that i should be doing 20 percent, so i'm going to do 20 percent right now and then mm -hmm. i'm going to be eating the rice and beans and having to yeah. sell my house yeah. 
Yep. And that's the equivalent, right? And that's the equivalent to, I haven't put my running shoes on in 10 years, but I'm going to go run a marathon tomorrow. Right. 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 You can hurt yourself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And send yourself into that that fight or flight where th- nothing good happens there. <laughs> I mean, unless you're being chased by a bear, you know, there is there is that we do. We do need that for some things, but but not necessarily for investing. Yeah. <laughs> OK, yeah. that that's we've great. over we've, we've over exercised that tool. Let's right. let's use different tools in our tool belt. Yeah, exactly. All right. So that is a great first step, right? 1%. We can do that, right? It's just a little bit at a time. And I love that. We can do and then it then it adds up, right? Over time. And it's not a, you know, exactly. And the more you do it, right? So if you do it, if it's 1% a month or it's 1% a year, but every time you do that change, it gets a little bit easier, Mm -hmm. right? And you're paying a little bit more attention. Um, So what you will find is you will get better and better at those things if you just start at the like smallest, most incremental step. Right, right. You know, I, I, um, I think about when, um, when I, um, I, I suggest that get bringing some meditation into your life mm-hmm. and, you know, and people think, oh my God, well, I can't sit for th- 30 minutes with, you know, uh, 30 minutes a day with um, thinking about nothing. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You can start with a minute. You can start with two minutes. You can start with three minutes. And honestly, I've been meditating for almost 30 years at this point. And, um, and I'm 10 minutes. It's what I got, you know, it's yeah. what I have, but yeah. the, but the little bits, you know, yeah. if, we, if we say, like you say with the marathon or the, or the meditating for 30 minutes, the first, you know, right out of the gate, you're not going to, you're not going, you're not going to continue, right. You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to say, no, I'm done. This isn't working for me. So we can all do that. The 1%. I love that. I love that, Jen. Yes. Um, any last bits of, um, of goodness or, um, anything that you can leave our listeners with that is like, you know, you, you have to know this. Women are better investors than men. Ooh, that's fantastic. <laughs> All right. Um, there's, there have been a couple studies that measure that. So Fidelity just came out with the latest and I'll send it to you if you want to link it in the short, in the, in the um, show notes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, there's, there's a, a kind of prevailing for many reasons, right? Prevailing belief that women aren't good with money and we're not mm. good with math, that we're not great investors, that we're risk averse, blah, 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 blah. There's a lot of noise and garbage out there. Right. Uh, the research shows that we're actually better investors than men. Wow. I love that. Uh, now that is the way, <laughs> it's the way to close out this conversation, <laughs> right? I mean, that women in it, it. And again, it's that it's, you know, I, um, I had um, this brilliant woman on the show one time and she was talking about how women have just in the 60s been able to open up a bank account. Like in so 1974, 74, 1974 uh, legislation passed that made it illegal for banks to discriminate based on gender or race. Before 1974, it was perfectly legal for a bank to say no to a woman. Right. <laughs> or a person of color, yeah. Um, you have to get your husband's signature on this. So they couldn't open a bank account. They couldn't take out a mortgage or a loan. It was perfectly legal to discriminate. You yeah. know, and this is, and that wasn't that long ago. 
That's my mom's generation. I mean, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I graduated high school in 1971. Right. So, you know, not until after she graduated high school, she, I bought my first house at 21 years old. I could not have done that if in my mom's generation. Isn't that crazy? And you know, the reason I bring that up is because it's, it's, it takes time to make change. Right. And so we know this now, and now that you shared it with us, that women are better investors than men, um, and that the research shows it. And now socially, it will like it's it's it takes time. Like everything takes time. But mm-hmm. now that we know, you know mm-hmm. we can make some different decisions. We yeah. can stand tall, you know, yeah. and 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 listen to our um, listen to our, our call her call her your inner mentor. Listen to your inner mentor. You know, where is she guiding me and paying attention to those, um, those, uh, the feelings, you know, yes. how do I feel? Am I, yep. it, it does this feel, am, am I, am I going into fight or flight or is this just right? You know, yep. we can use our, our intuition and, um, and experts like you and, um, and numbers, we do need numbers too, but we can, you know, we, we can, we can do this. i love that. I am happy to share it. <laughs> All right. I know. I love that. It's very empowering. I want to roll my shoulders back, put my hands on my Good. Like, I love it. Yeah. I got I this, love it. man. I got this. Mission right. accomplished. That's it. I want all women to wield their power because here's the other thing we know. Uh, when for every dollar that a woman has, uh, every dollar, every additional dollar a woman has, oh, I'm going to get the percentage wrong. It's like 80% will go back into her community. Mm. Uh, that's only true for men at 30%. Wow. So yeah, again, this is, this is my mission. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want women to have uh, financial confidence and be empowered economically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that when that happens, it will be good for everybody. Yeah. Absolutely. I know. And then we get to teach our kids that too. I think that's the most important thing, right? We can, we can continue to change, you know, even if it's just, we're, we're tweaking it just a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, 1%, but we can continue to change that legacy. Well, Jen, can you, can you tell us about a time in motherhood when you either achieved something or overcame something that you initially thought was impossible? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, I am astounded (laughs) that I survived 2020. Mm. Uh, It was a tough year for a lot of people uh, living through a pandemic and being a mother through a pandemic. um, You know, all the research shows that that's, that, that was more challenging um, or that, that we were, the burden was heavier for us. Um, but for me, 2020 started in in March. I had my second child. My first, my first kiddo was about to turn two Mm -hmm. and I had my second kiddo on March 4th in the hospital where the first COVID death had just occurred. Oh goodness gracious. (laughs) This was very stressful. Yeah. It's funny to think about now. It was so early in the pandemic that nobody was wearing masks yet. Like we hadn't even we hadn't even talked about mask mandates. Right. Um, so I had my second kiddo in March. My dad was diagnosed with cancer in May. He mm. passed away in September. Oh, and gosh. then in November, 60 days later, um, my 36 year old sister died unexpectedly. Um, yeah. Uh, her, for her, it was, it was diabetic ketoacidosis and mm. it was out of nowhere. Um, oh, yeah, it was, 
it was crushing. It was soul crushing. Yeah. Um, and then the, the aftermath of my sister's death is that I have taken over caregiving for her daughter. So my niece who is seven now and severely autistic and nonverbal. Um, and my sister was on a path, you know, they, for, for a variety of reasons and, and none of them are really relevant for this conversation, but, um, on a path to get her services and she hadn't gotten services yet. So mm -hmm. like I picked up that torch, um, you know, and got her diagnosed like a month later, which was a whole, we could do a whole podcast just on that. Yep. Um, but now, but now I co-parent with her, um, ex, um, mm -hmm. who's the father. Um, and we are like, we're doing it, we're working it out. So any one of those things I think could have oh been. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you got it all at the same time. It, That's crazy. It really did level me. I actually, um, became a poet through that. Like my, my oh. grief, my grief. Yeah. I had to find a way for the giant emotions I was feeling. Yeah. Um, I had to find a way to transform them and it was through poetry. One of my poems is about how, uh, death decomposed me. So I, mm. you know, I felt literally like I had been buried under grief right. and that I was a smile, a smelly pile of compost. Oh. Um, <laughs> but beautiful things grow out of compost. Right. And, um, what I learned through all of that, you know, that very humbling life experience is that self love opens the gate for like all possibilities. Oh like my I, gosh. I love that. I had to learn, um, how to take care of myself and say no and stop being, you know, the, the person who took care of everything and did it all. Mm -hmm. Um, I had to learn boundaries. Yeah. Um, and with those two lessons, like, you know, if, if those are the only two things that I teach my children is how to love themselves unconditionally yeah. and how to, um, create their boundaries of that self-love. Mm -hmm. uh, what I've been astonished to learn is that I have so much more capacity. Mm, right, right. So that, then we ever, yeah, you were stretched. Mm -hmm. You were stretched pain, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I think it's only been the last few weeks that I could you know, articulate any of this without mm. being sent into, you know, a grief, um, a place of like, okay, now I need to rest and, and go back to grieving. Right. Oh, Jen, I didn't realize that, but thank you for sharing that. I think that is a beautiful, um, a beautiful, painful story. And my, my heart goes out to you and lots of love and light to you and your, your family and all of the, uh, everything that you're working through. But that you were able to channel, you know, I love that. I love that, that you, you learned how to channel that energy mm -hmm. and that you can now see like the, the, the bright spots, you know, the silver lining and all of it, you know, it's hard. It's hard when you're going through it, but thank mm -hmm. you for sharing that. That was really beautiful. And I didn't know that. So look at you. <laughs> well, thank you for giving me a place to share it. Yes, uh, absolutely. And, absolutely. And, and I truly believe, I think, you know, because, because I had been steamrolled by that, that year yeah. and, and grief and challenge. Um, I really do. One of the, the beautiful things about it is I do look at every human being as just a beautiful, unique miracle. Mm, um, right. And that we really like 
you know, my, my sister was a writer and she's brilliant and hilarious. Um, and her book went unpublished. And I, and so I think today, like, you know, what's unpublished for me right? Um, before I, before I exit, you know, this life, um, what is it that we really want to make sure I contribute? Right. Wow. Beautiful. I love that. I love that. Thank you for sharing. That was a, that was an extra special bonus at the end that I didn't even know we were going to get. So thank you. Sorry. I went long. (laughs) I went longer. No, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Now, can you tell our listeners how they can find you? Because this was an amazing conversation. And I, you know, like I told you, um, I just zip, I just immediately was like, we're going to have a great conversation. I just know. (laughs) Your intuition was not wrong. Yes. Um, So my, my company is Utor Wealth. That's U-T-O-R. Utor Wealth, uh, like money, right? UtorWealth.com is where you can find me. I have a simple retirement calculator on my website. So again, that's a great place to start is, um, you know, what, of the things that I'm doing today, is that going to get me to where I want to be in terms mm-hmm. of retirement? Um, so I welcome everybody to, to check that out. Um, and I'm happy to talk to anybody. You From my website, you can book a 30-minute complimentary call um, and tell me what your financial concerns and goals are. Um, I can share with you about our services. Sometimes we're a good fit and sometimes we aren't, but at the very least, uh, you can walk away with, you know, here's here's what you should focus on next. Perfect. Perfect. Definitely go check Jen out. Um, you have a podcast too, don't you? Dare you? I do. I do. I do. Uh, the podcast is on my website. So mm-hmm. there's a podcast tab. It's called Money Untabooed currently. Okay. Um, but I'm launching my my next season in January um, and renaming it. You know, now that I've now that I've lived through 2020 <laughs> and I'm a different person than I was before 2020, yeah. um, it's, it's going to be a little different feel, but mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's a lot of expanding on a lot of what you and I talked about today. Right. Okay, great. So definitely go check Jen out, check out her podcast too. And, um, you know, if you've liked, I, I haven't listened to the podcast yet, but I'm assuming that if you've, if you've liked what you've heard during this interview, that you're going to love Jen's podcast. So anyway, Jen, thank you so much for sharing your brilliance and sharing your stories. I've really enjoyed every minute of it. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Goodbye for now. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Vision Driven Mom podcast. Now, if you haven't already, go ahead and download the High Vibe Toolkit. It's a mom's guide for taking yoga off the mat and into your life. You'll learn how to create your own unique toolkit full of tools for raising your vibe quickly and getting yourself out of a funk in record time next time you find yourself in one. Because funk happens, right? You'll learn how to tap into your inner mentor to cultivate more joy, more connection, and more harmony in your life as you return to your natural high vibe self. You'll raise the vibe in your home as you reclaim your own inner vibe. Now, this is the only guide designed to help moms who want to feel alive keep their yoga vibe flowing both on and off the mat, no matter what comes next. So download the High Vibe Toolkit at www.highvibetoolkit.com and reclaim your inner vibe. 
anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Goodbye for now.